Hello, guys and girls. Welcome to ProxyPod Podcast. I am Vivek, and joining me is Raghu as the co-host. In today's show, we are bringing to you an interview with a friend of ours. His name is Sai Aravind Kallam. He is an engineering professional working in Ontario, Canada. He's a Canadian PR and he's fairly new to Canada, but he has so much to share with you guys about his experience transitioning from India to Canada, his education and job hunting experience as a new immigrant. Besides that, Sai is also working on a platform that is focused on providing information to new immigrants about common Canadian laws and customs, as well as updates on immigration rules. We are very excited to have him on ProxyPod. This will be a two-part interview, and the second part will be released a week from today. So without any further ado, let's get into the interview. Welcome to the show, Sai. Uh, we would like to start um, from uh, your background in India. So we know that you had a promising career in India. Uh, you were yeah. working there for about uh, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So what's the reason behind coming to Canada? and uh, starting all over again um you know you have to quit your job study and then find a new job that do in a different country what mm-hmm. influenced your decision to come to canada um just please uh, walk up, walk us through your thought process cool yeah before coming to canada i used to work at uh, hyundai motors uh, research and development center in hyderabad mm-hmm. as a digital designer Mm-hmm. so uh, i started my career there as a digital designer trainee and from there i was promoted to digital designer i had worked there for two and a half years before coming to canada i i tried to go to us mm-hmm. for masters okay but unfortunately like uh, i didn't get my visa like i tried for three times okay and finally uh, i fed up with it and uh, i got to know like university of insurance is giving spot admissions mm-hmm. uh, there is an office in hyderabad for university of insurance so oh, really? one of the professors yeah okay so one of the professors they came to india to hyderabad office and they were giving uh, spot admissions mm-hmm. so i was looking uh, randomly on the google okay what are the good universities uh, and best for the automotive engineering Okay. some people commented you know sovereignty is it's not a bad choice mm-hmm. like uh then later i studied little bit about it and uh, the main thing is like the university is next to the detroit it <laughs> 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 is easier access to the us right yeah easier access to us and at least um, i can visit my us right uh, once i come if i apply for visa visa so that was <laughs> one of the thing which uh, motivated me to apply for university of insur okay and uh, the main reason behind to go for masters is like uh, the financial background mm-hmm. uh, the pay structure was not good at hyundai like mm-hmm. uh, there is a lot of competition like once we once the years pass on like there is a pyramid structure you know the right like uh, yeah. as as a gt like are almost like 200 to 250 uh they recruited 200 to 250 people okay and as a person it's very hard to get into the higher position and the pay structure was also not good and i decided to move to pursue my career mm-hmm. abroad okay okay for financial reasons so that influenced me 
to go for masters and as i said before so i came to canada just because like i didn't get my visa to states mm-hmm. and so yeah. um so what's the reason behind uh, you know trying so much to get into the usa so do you have an extended family over there or yeah my sister lives there mm-hmm. she also did her masters degree from oklahoma state university and she is on h1 now mm-hmm. and that's one of the reason and uh, another reason is like um, for my job experience at hyundai as a digital designer mm-hmm. there are more better better opportunities in us compared oh. to india and also in europe okay i know one few of my colleagues who did the same mm-hmm. they are getting paid around 150 to 160k now okay that's great so that was one of the reason financial the reasons mainly yeah that, that that's a good point man like we um, get paid less compared to the um, uh, guys who are in the same role in the united states yeah right. that's true Yeah. but yeah i think the one advantage is you know the stay back options that uh, uh, canadian government provides to the students you know it's a lot mm-hmm. easier to secure your status in canada so i guess yeah. you know that's also a, a big reason why a lot of people opt to come to canada like compared to yeah, the us yeah there are pros also. and cons yeah yeah pros sure. and cons in everywhere Mm-hmm. better pay go to us but there is no stability mm-hmm. right but right. if you want peace of mind come to canada right yeah. so ult- i guess ultimately your goal was to uh, move to a western country right like uh, yeah especially in north america yeah right right yeah that's great i came here in 2016 december okay okay that's It's almost been, uh, yeah five years now yeah almost four and a half years yeah once almost front we can round it to 5 mm-hmm. right, right so you mentioned that um university of windsor is um uh, is a good university for automobile engineering uh, did you have any other universities in mind or that was the only one yeah one of my senior at hyundai he mm-hmm. pursued a masters in automotive engineering from university of ottawa institute of engineering mm-hmm. so he had suggested me to apply for that university as well Okay. But I didn't get any uh admission for the winter intake. Mhm. So okay. like uh, for the university of Windsor I had the admission on hand. So I directly went for the visa. Okay. I didn't I don't want to waste any more time in India. Okay. So you That's did not run reason. into any um, barrier when applying for uh, your visa for Canada. Oh, nothing. Like it was uh, easy. Mm-hmm. so easy it took almost like 45 days and okay. i got my visa and i later i submitted my resignation at hyundai okay yeah right so uh, well glad that it worked out and uh, so we're discussing your journey from india to canada so mm-hmm. i wanted to ask you uh, what was your first uh, culture shock moment when you first came to canada like for me personally it was the general politeness and uh, the niceness that people have you know that's something that we don't really practice back home in india you know mm-hmm. like almost everyone is minding their own business they 
don't bother to smile at people or you know ask them how they're doing but yeah for me that was it and yeah i wanted to ask you what was it for you what was that moment yeah we used to know about the western culture right which was mm, the one culture shock it is like indian students are living together like in a re- living relationship <laughs> knowing their parents that was a big culture shock uh-huh. okay white people and uh, americans and canadians they do Mm-hmm. it's a typical that's a they do their it's a part of their life but here i got to know oh, okay indian students are also in living relationship staying in the same oh, room yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's definitely a shock for me as well <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah i guess you got to be yeah. a roman when you're in rome <laughs> that's true but here more than that yeah that's a, that's a bit more yeah that's definitely mm-hmm. a culture shock moment yeah <laughs> yep right also also the cold weather i guess not not much of a culture shock but yeah but that that's one thing i learned the hard way to dress appropriately in winter and in summer as mm-hmm. well i was prepared for it for the cold temperatures yeah, yeah i have applied for this uh, university in detroit itself like it has also the same temperatures right mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah it's michigan right michigan still it's like northern part of the us so it's pretty cold yeah yeah both are in est time zone mm-hmm. right 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 yeah temperatures uh indian students living uh, living relationships and uh pollution free and uh dignity of labor when i was doing masters i had an opportunity to work in a company called trqss they are seat belt manufacturers mm-hmm. i did uh, internship there for 4 months I okay. was shocked like when the president of the company was uh, he was giving he was calling the associates the people on the floor as a sir or madam that's mm-hmm. one of the big mm-hmm. thing I learned from here like dignity of labor right right yeah, yeah that's also something I noticed in my own experience working mm-hmm. here in Canada is that you know almost everyone is treated with the equal amount of respect and the respect that they deserve whether it be a garbage man or a, you know like a professor at a university they're all yeah definitely dignity of labor is a very good point mm-hmm. it's it's a good yeah. kind of shock i guess it's a good type of shock <laughs> for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah also in india also people adapts that culture like giving dignity of labor Yeah. yeah that's uh, yeah that, that's something we can't experience uh, much in india yeah, yeah that's definitely a plus in you know uh, western countries like canada so you mentioned that you uh, worked part time when you were studying was it uh, uh, part of the course uh, or uh, did you uh, do it on your own interest yeah it's a part of the course it's a four semesters uh, degree like mm-hmm. out of four semesters the third semester third semester is like a co-op okay it's not mandatory like they'll pick the people like mm-hmm. i had to go through so many interviews to get that opportunity mm-hmm. like uh, once i come to canada like uh, they uh, we have to submit a detailed application mm-hmm. like they will do they'll review all of our applications and from there they'll pick up and they call me for interview Okay. In the first semesters, and they selected me for co-op. So they'll pick I, you in the first semester itself. Yeah, university people they'll pick in the first semester. Once I completed my second semester, so I had to apply for the. Com- I have to apply for the, to the companies. 
So I luck. Uh, fortunately, I cracked my job in the first inter- interview itself. Oh, that's that's great. <laughs> uh yeah my role was there like process engineer co-op completely different from my past Design background experience, experience in india yeah. <laughs> right uh, but, that's, yeah. that's also um you know uh, you get to see a different role um mm-hmm. you get to learn a lot from you know what you have done before yep yeah. so uh what was your um you know what was your everyday job when you're doing the co-op what did you do as a process engineer yeah we uh, we had set up new assembly lines for uh, subaru mhm so i helped my supervisor like doing uh doing a capability test reliability test and designing fixtures jigs for the assembly lines mhm and managing the work talking to the maintenance guys associates training them and uh making uh, apqp studies mm-hmm. and uh complete uh, assembly line package okay so you got to do that for one semester yeah just for four months and like do you have a test or a qualification at the uh, end of the semester uh, or i think yeah like once i uh, had to submit the detailed report to the university like what i learned mhm so that was the only thing so based on my report they will say okay you are you successfully completed your co-op then you okay. are promoted uh, for the next semester fourth okay All right so i wanted to ask you another question based on your you know, co-op experience is that something you would recommend to new students newcomers and how do you think it helped you with your uh experience looking for a job uh, later on yeah i would definitely recommend to the newcomers but uh, at the same time we can say it's not easy to get that opportunity the one thing mm-hmm. like the few things what we can learn from is like a uh, western working environment and uh, how to talk to the associates colleagues mm-hmm. it will right. it definitely boost your resume yeah right for your full time job applications right right i guess yeah. that's a uh... very important point right because especially in canada they prioritize culture fit more than anything mm-hmm. else even sometimes yep. qualifications are overlooked uh yep. because of you know if someone doesn't fit fit their culture you mm-hmm. know they might not get hired so yep. i think that's something that uh, newcomers need to take note of mm-hmm. is the canadian experience is like any kind of job that they work is a canadian experience mm-hmm. yeah yeah anyway yeah i wanted to bring you back to this your india to canada mm-hmm. uh journey so yeah oh uh, if there's one thing that you had to learn the hard way while living in canada what was it and what was uh, that something that you had to adapt to in canada try to be independent don't rely on anyone Mm-hmm. so you know guys you guys know right like back in india pm parents used to feed us everything gets on hand starting mm-hmm. from towel in the yeah. morning <laughs> and uh and dinner blanket in the nights but yeah. here is nothing like that you have to mm-hmm. do your own things right. yeah no right. one going to feed feed you 
you have to cook yourself you have to do your own laundry and the typical thing is you have to earn money yeah, for your right. survival living independence to, uh, you, you should not rely on anyone hmm. right. and uh, connections connections are very important in canada mm-hmm. for yeah. everything like uh, and you have to socialize yourself so that you should not feel lonely yeah loneliness yeah. sucks in canada because the six months in a, in a year is like cloudy bluish sky right yeah that's that pretty nice? much most of the year <laughs> yeah it's yeah. makes your mood dull that's so true that's true try to socialize engage with more friends and get more connections mm-hmm. yeah right. party a, party a lot when, when you get time <laughs> yeah it's like when you are back in india everything is given to you love yeah. support food everything is given to you yeah. but here you have to search for everything and yep yeah you have to fight for it or not even fight you have to work for it <laughs> yeah. yes i think the this, the common experience for the uh, students that come to canada or like they're away from home for so long is that mm-hmm. you know they're all so pampered that for the first time that's like their first real world experience right without the the emotional yeah. or financial support of their parents so mm-hmm. i guess that's what makes this experience so uh, challenging and rewarding yeah yeah so yeah it definitely changes you as a you know well groomed person yeah that's, i feel like people get more mature once mm-hmm. they comes out of their comfort zone definitely that's true yeah that's true it'll it'll kick yeah. you out of your comfort zone and this is definitely something <laughs> that i think all of us had to learn the hard way it's like becoming your own man or woman mm-hmm. yeah and, you know way out of our comfort zones and and yeah yeah that's definitely the first thing that people will learn and they will hopefully carry that through their entire lives so exactly yep and plus that's a great point at the end about uh socializing because uh opportunities don't come that easily anymore like back home you know we had our own uh group of people friends and you know now everyone is um like far apart and it's really hard to find people that we can relate to and that's something we have to be more you know take action and socializing and finding mm-hmm. the right people and yeah. building your network that's mm-hmm. something uh you know newcomers have to be more aggressive in and be actively participating in various different events and you know all that kind of uh, stuff another thing i noticed here is like uh like i had a experience to see like different mentalities of people mm-hmm. you know back in india we had our own circle we used to party or roam with and only right here mm-hmm. i've seen different mentalities of people i used to wonder okay i wonder like okay there are also people why do they think like so in unmature like this different mindsets right some right. people are so yeah. miser some people are were cunning right some right. different mentalities yeah oh yeah 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 but then you yeah. agree with your like-minded people and you have your close knit yeah. group but here 
you won't have most of them here mm-hmm. you have yeah. to find your yeah. own group and then you come across people who have different mentality yeah, yeah. that's that's I think that's, that's part of true. being yeah. by yourself is uh developing your own judgment of people and characters mm-hmm. obviously yeah. because you know back home and studying here you have tremendous technical knowledge or yeah. at least you know how to apply yourself uh technically but it's learning about your own judgment is also a great mm-hmm. thing that comes with maturity yeah of yeah. uh yeah being abroad by yourself mm-hmm. yeah so uh yeah let's uh move on to your job um <laughs> so as far as i know that you're you're a team lead working at packfab and you work with this guy and Ragul. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah so I was curious about your role as a digital designer in India so um uh, could you please elaborate about your role back home in India and what was it like and what were your daily responsibilities so uh, digital designer as a digital designer it's like first phase of development of a car you know right like uh, some stylists they sketch the cars Oh yeah my yeah. role yeah my role is to convert that uh, 2d sketch into 3d right using yeah. autodesk okay. alias software and uh, within the engineering uh, requirements mm-hmm. yeah right so we cannot convert whatever the stylist sketch right into mm-hmm. a 3d model we cannot make uh, we cannot build a car so my role is to satisfy the stylist and also the vehicle engineers okay Right. yeah vehicle exteriors interiors like console steering wheel seats front head headlamps tail lamps complete body everything right okay. so was it yeah. your interest to work on automobiles or uh you just like, stumbled upon it yeah well, i'm yeah. just curious because a lot of them want to do something else and then they end up doing a different thing i think that's a common theme for yeah especially you know Asians and Indians <laughs> in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I decided to go in mechanical engineering. Like mm-hmm. automotive engineering was one of my choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was happy with it. Okay, at Chennai. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah, like uh, there were my colleagues were very friendly. We used to party a lot in the weekends. Mm-hmm. Going for dinners, team outings, and Wait. good team. It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Right. I learned yeah. a lot. Yeah, professionally and personally. Right. So, um, so you shared your experience on the, your responsibilities as a digital designer in India. So, what do mm-hmm. you do as a uh, industrial designer at Packfab? We design automotive packaging racks and bandages. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this in a simple way what i can say here is like uh, tier one makes parts mm-hmm. and oem assembles them as a full car right right so tier one uh, ships their parts in truck mm-hmm. so they cannot uh, load the parts in a truck trailer whatever they can so they need to be they have to do good packaging mm-hmm. so do if you are buying a car do you accept any car which has a dent all no, right right yes. so parts should safely ship 
from tier ones to mm-hmm. OEMs. So we designed racks and tonnages mm-hmm. so that the part won't won't get damaged. And also our rack also helps in uh, OEMs for uh, assembly process, like ro- in ro- especially in robotic stations, mm-hmm. where they can directly pick the parts from our rack and they can assemble onto the car for welding. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, I, I wanted to know uh, what kind of problems other than, you know, your daily job responsibilities of being a industrial designer and a uh-huh. team lead, like what kind of problems do you solve on a daily basis? Is it more related to, you know, uh, dealing with people or is it more technical? I can say both. Technically, I fix any design issues and I also help my colleagues, like if they get any issue or there, and we do some brainstorming sessions to find a good solution to get more parts into a rack with ergonomical conditions. That's uh, 50% of my job. Another 50% is do project managing, like dealing with uh, cross-functional teams, purchasing, production control, uh, prototype department, logistics, yeah, right. coordinating right. The, all the departments for uh, easy for easy pro- flow of process from concept phase to production, mass production. Right, right. So I guess that that comes a little bit. I think that's mostly comes under your leadership uh, role at Backfab. Yeah, being able yeah. to coordinate between all the different departments. Yeah. So that brings me to the next question. So mm-hmm. how did you discover your skill for, um, you know, industrial design and leadership? So uh, when did you, when did you figure this out? Uh, not intentionally, bro. So uh, <laughs> you just stumbled <laughs> upon it. <laughs> so you have after to finishing my, yeah, after finishing my master's degree, I was just looking for a job, any design job, just a job for PR. Right. And I got this job. And from there, I worked at PacPap for for one year, almost like 14 months. And I was really, I'm not satisfied with the pay. And I was looking for some other jobs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So I got an, I, (laughs) I got another job. (laughs) Right. <laughs> Even I, I don't think Raghul knows it. He doesn't <laughs> no. know about it. So I no, got another a, job. News to me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a common experience for a lot of the people that immigrate to Canada. The first job is not going to be the best, not even yeah. close to being the best. Or it takes a while to find your right fit. Yeah, yeah. I got a good job in Oakville, and uh, I went to my manager. I said, like, okay, I'm resigning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I told him, but I'm still interested in this company. Like I told him my concerns, the pay structure is uh, like, it's not so good. And this mm-hmm. is not the position I'm looking for. I would like to do some project management. Mm-hmm. And he arranged a meeting with his supervisor. Mm-hmm. On the next day, we discussed together. Okay. I explained all my concerns. Hey, I got a good job, but I'm still work, interested to work with backup. Mm-hmm. But I have these concerns. So they said, look, okay, 
will fix your concerns, whatever it is. So, and I said them before, like, okay, I was interested in more project management. Okay. And uh, they promoted me to a team leader. Okay. That's great. Did that happen uh, before I joined or after? Before. Before? 2019, 2019 okay. September. Okay. So you mentioned earlier that uh, you came here in 2016. And, you know, I guess, let's say you got your first dream job in 2019. So would you say that on average, it takes around two or three years to, for someone that comes to Canada as a newcomer to get a, a good job that like a good fit and a good pay, good paying job? Yeah, it takes at least like, two years to get a desired job. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. The yeah. first thing is like, they need to, uh, I suggest to get any job in their field, mm. yeah. at least until they get uh, the PR. Once they get PR, like uh, they'll have more opportunities, right? They need mm -hmm. not to worry right. about uh, work permit, nothing. So they can start exploring any option. They can set up their business. And that brings us to the end of this part of the interview. We will meet you next week for the second part of the interview. Thank you for listening.